Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I am your host, Bert Volk, and with me tonight are my two co-hosts, Quinny Ice and Heidi. And fellas, before we get going tonight, I just want to say, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. All right, let's, let's put the listeners out of their business. Ice. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Oh my happy God, birthday, Greed. So terrible. You weren't even on the same time. <laughs> hey, he's colorblind, okay? Stop being a jerk. He did yeah. his best. Give me a break. Yep. Did you hear what I said at the end? I'm like, happy birthday, Creed. Love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was Good trying to do the same, like, uh, the voice or whatever was Michael Scott, but that didn't work out so well. Anyways, happy birthday. Yeah, you're, you're no Michael Scott at all. But <laughs> You're no Michael but Scott. Yeah, it's- Good to be here. I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything more on my birthday than to sit here and listen to Heidi rant about shit. So, I mean, that's perfect, right? <laughs> Absolutely perfect. You're yep. welcome. <laughs> well, without further ado, love that introduction. Quinn's birthday. Got a lot of good topics for tonight. But Heidi, what is your rant? All right. So, as you guys have noticed, I can't get on the... Ah, oh, God. This is just pissing me off. So, I tried logging into Microsoft Teams. Teams is a fantastic... <laughs> piece of uh, equipment that you know bill gates decided to bestow upon all of us and within the five minutes of getting home trying to log on trying to get onto this podcast and provide our lovely listeners with uh you know my rant the entire system decides oh you don't have an account all of a sudden i'm sorry i have microsoft words microsoft excel microsoft powerpoint literally every microsoft piece of equipment that you could possibly think of that i've paid for out you know hand over fist because, hell, we can't have anything free anymore. Um, and so trying to log on, you guys can't see me. This is awesome. And all of a sudden, Microsoft's now saying I don't have an account. And I am about five minutes away from hucking this damn piece of equipment through the window. I should have known, you know, Apple, Microsoft just don't get along in the first place. But, yeah, dude, this is just abysmal right now. If anyone out there, you know, can work in IT and help me out, it'd be great. This is why I work in recruiting and not IT, because I have no technical skills when it comes to a computer. But holy hell, this is frustrating as shit. That's an I, OG rant. That's an OG high rant right there. So dumb. So <laughs> that's dumb an right now. that's an OG. You just come into <laughs> our apartment at a Concordia, and you just like, God dang it, this thing. That was an OG rant right there, Heidi. I appreciate the hell out of that. <laughs> You know, the, the one rant that I, I wish that we recorded was that time that I got that parking ticket. Oh, that was a legendary rant. That I rant that. was 
oh my god they charge us so much and there's not enough parking stalls and i still get fined for having a parking pass but parking on the street on yeah, public the, property first there was and foremost, a few times yeah uh, there was a few times i parked off like on the street around campus and i got a notification saying i had to move my car just because it was like in a restricted zone or like but like there's nowhere else to park there's there's no one to park school unless we're walk, like well, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore because it's not even <laughs> campus anymore. <laughs> but R. still, R. it was a, it was a bitch, <laughs> dude. So terrible. I would oh, hate I just leaving campus because I would have to find parking just getting back home. So it was terrible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, hey, Heidi, we're having to have days. you here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're happy to have Heidi here. We know I can't see you, but we'll probably see you next week. It'll be fine. But as long as we can hear you, that's all that matters, right? If now. it comes back next week, I'm even more pissed. You know how angry <laughs> I'm going to be? Like computers, like, oh yeah, no, all of a sudden we're good now. I'm like, I was about to drop kick you. I, that's I gonna like. Be, that's, that's gonna be your rant absolutely. next week. That's gonna be your rant next week. Now my computer freaking works, and I can see you guys. This is pissing me off. This is terrible. This is just absolutely pure ass. Just oh, pure ass. Great. That's great. Well, oh, so. uh, well, thanks for that rant, Heidi. And uh, now moving along now to some fun baseball topics. Pretty much going to keep it on baseball the entire time. I know Quinn and I mentioned it a few weeks ago. And also apologies for not coming out with a podcast last week. Some more technical issues. Uh, Quinn's power went out because I think some idiot yeah. ran into a... Uh, uh, well, uh... It was snowy. They hit a power pole. Oh, okay. or, yeah. yeah. It was... Yeah. Okay. It was a All thing. Right. Okay. Well, hey, either either way, we're back and uh, want to talk about the baseball here. And pretty much the entire podcast, we're just going to talk about the uh, the pitch clock. No, I'm just kidding. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm going to have Quinn kind of lay out some of the rule changes that the MLB is implementing this year. We'll kind of go one by one, speak about each one, each one of them as we kind of feel necessary. Um, yeah, kind of go from there. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. So, I mean, there's one elephant in the room. That, I mean, we'll get to that one last just because that's Smart. the talk of the Smart. town lately. Um, but to start off, bigger bases. So... They are going from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. Um, doesn't sound like a lot, but it actually impacts like the distance from first to second, second to third, first to home, um, well, home to first and third to home and all that stuff. So like from first to home, it reduces by three, uh, three inches. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you think about all those bang bang plays that happen. That's a big definitely difference. a big potential for a lot more infield hits, things like that. Same thing goes for like second to third, um, or first to second, second to third. It's reducing by four and a half inches. Same thing when you're stealing bases. There's a lot of bang bang plays Dude. being played, like right there. Yeah. Uh, so definitely more potential for I mean more doubles, triples, but also a lot more stolen bases, hopefully. I mean, the game kind of shifted away from that, but I think the rule changes they made might kind of bring that back some. 
Yep. Um, and also maybe even more uh, small ball too, because the shorter distance, more opportunity for bunt singles, things like that too. Some of the speedy guys. Well, that's uh, what I was going to ask. I was going to ask Heidi if Heidi remembers what the reasoning was to enlarging the bases. Was it was it more offense? Or sorry, continue one. Yeah, I got it. Um, bigger bases were meant to reduce injury. Um, so like collisions at different bases and stuff. That was the main goal. Um, what so collisions like, are there? Hey, but in the minors last year, so bigger bases reduced injury events near the bases by more than 13% last year in the majors. Like, there's not a lot of situations where it happens, but apparently, which minors is a much bigger sample size than the MLB because there's so many more teams, like times MLB by four to six times, and then that's all the minor leaguers. So a lot more well, uh, frequency then, but... I also want to go back, good point, Quinn, to all of our listeners and preface this by saying all these new rules that we're talking about have been practiced in the minors for like multiple years. So this is all have been tested already. So, yeah, yeah. I, but I didn't know. That's why I was asking Heidi. Was it more? Is it more offense is it, or was it safety as well? Like, I don't I don't understand. So obviously they're looking at the safety measures if you're going bigger bases. But at that point, why not just do what softball does and put an orange fucking base on the right side of the bag? Because that only protects you at first. Who gives a shit? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's where majority of the collisions. That's where majority of the collisions are. You're not allowed to 100%. slide over the bag at second base. You're not allowed to slide outside of the range. So what injuries are there? That's a lazy infielder not getting out of the way because they haven't been run through. Like you have an older, you know, 19, early 2000, 1990s. I'm sorry. Pick up your feet and move your ass, Richie. Like that's all that matters. Like to say that there is a issue with, oh, we're, we're doing player safety. Besides Ty France last year, who like somewhat kind of like hurt his, I say elbow, Name another guy that got hurt sliding into a base. I can't speak on that because I don't ever watch <laughs> that part yeah, of the game. I mean, but like, nothing but sticks think about out it. to me, but I'm right? sure there so like, are other instances for people who follow other teams. Like, the only one that we I know can think France of, because he's a Mariner. Yeah, but like the only other one I can think of was like Manny Machado when he hurt his knee, or Bryce Harper when he hurt his knee. There's really not that many injuries, and the. You think how many times you've been running the bases? Like, you know your stride count when you're running. Like, it's something that you practice so religiously as a position player. I don't understand why moving to bigger bases is going to be better. If you're trying to tell me, oh, it's going to, you know, increase the the level of chances of stealing. I'm sorry. There, was no, there was no problem with will. Ricky Henderson stealing bases. No one will ever catch Ricky Henderson's stealing base, stolen base record ever. No, I, I will never. say that was that is one of the untouchable ones. And I'm sitting here looking at what they're doing and going, where are you getting the calculations? Because I'm sorry, you're still paying for the long ball. You're not paying for guys to get on base anymore. Like that's Which maybe I think they're trying to get back to. You know, I mean, the I game think no. been training one way and I'm sure they're trying to do some things to kind of get it back to Which that because, I mean, a, it was entertaining. I agree. I think another reason why, Heidi, and that's I, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, Heidi, because I'm, I'm not I'm like neutral when it comes to the bases being enlarged. I'm just like, whatever. So, I don't really know. So you're telling like, me athletes are worse today than they were prior. 
No, I'm just um, saying the game's different. Yeah, the game. But I'm 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 actually like on the verse side saying then players are worse today than they were prior, because if you think about it, the argument that we're making is bigger bases are going to bring us back to the game that we traditionally have always played for the last 150 years. Then we're saying that players today are not fully encompass of the ball players that they once were, and they are worse in the in the true value of playing the game of baseball. I, I agree do not that. think. I agree to it to a certain extent. I feel like there's some players in the league who are way too one-dimensional. I agree with that. I think there's a lot of players in the league that stick to one thing. They want to either be really good at offense or really good at defense, and that's their specialty, rather than being a full um, player. And I'm not. And again, going to the base, I don't know if this is anything about that. I think getting back to the way um, I was listening and talking baseball podcast, which I, I told you guys to listen to, because I thought it was really good homework for today, but like they were talking about uh, the shift. I know we'll talk about that rule being um, changed as well. That's going to help people get back to just having base hits, Heidi, like just having like action around the infield and not just going for the long ball. The shift I feel is a huge change in that because now you're seeing not only defenders getting much more athletic, which I enjoy seeing a really cool play a shortstop makes, but I, you also are taking away. I mean, it's, it's, it's been pretty nice seeing, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here going uh, ahead of uh, bases, but it's nice seeing a base sit up the middle. They used to be caught for a ground ball the past two, three years. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, but, I don't want to spend much time on the base pass, but I do think that some of these rules that we're talking about are making are forcing players and teams potentially to it's it just more action i think is what i'm is what i'm thinking it's gonna lead to for some of these things not all of them so heidi going back to what you're saying how you're mentioning like how players are not as good nowadays sure maybe in the stolen base compartment department just because ricky henderson was the goat i feel like in every other asset players just keep getting better and better and that's part of the issue um just because i mean it's become so one-dimensional you like you said they're paying for the long ball yeah which i'm sure you can they're trying to eliminate that one-dimensional focus and part of that is just because pitchers are so damn good it's hard to get base hits consistently nowadays i feel like yeah. um so i think that's a big factor they're just trying to make it more dynamic more base hits with the lack of shift and then more potential steals and things like that to make the game more exciting in that way rather than just relying on the long ball yeah because i mean when if you're at a game and it's home run or strike out sure the home runs are exciting but seeing everyone strike out unless you're a fan of pitching which i am like it sometimes not the most exciting thing for people to watch yeah yeah i understand i have that. no argument i have no argument to that aspect quinn i don't and i just think the bases was the last thing you needed to worry about. I truly did. Like I'd like you, to see like, like the, the stat that you said, it cut down on 13%. So we're talking like one out of a hundred ground balls. There might be an incident where someone cleats someone, but at that point that may not be a accident, right? Per se or a chicken wing into the guy's elbow, or, you know, it's an errant throw. Like, those are just freak things that happen. I mean, you look at any sport, there, there's, you know, hockey, blindside hit comes in. Like, you can't, you're going to say you can't check anybody anymore? Like, there's, it's just those little things where it's like, there's a risk anytime you do anything in life, 
And I don't think the bases was the key that you should have gone after and and really done much with. I I will say Wait. I go ahead, Quinn. I was just gonna say, well, I mean, it was only just one of three main rule changes. So I mean it, out yeah. of the three, definitely the least important one. But it's yeah. just another one that they <laughs> felt like my, it was. My thing is, no one useful. gets on base anyways. So, like, what's the point of even having them out there? You know, <laughs> like I my, mean, but there if, might be if, more if with I'm the like, other rule change. <laughs> I, if I'm gonna be honest, right? One of the things that I would have rather seen is the breakaway base be enforced at like second and third base. Because how many times do you see a guy steal the base and then his foot comes off by just a millimeter, mm. and you go to instant replay and you bang him out for that? That's where yeah. that's fuck. I don't like that shit. That's See, annoying that's, as fuck. That's something that I would have rather seen get out of the game is the continuous just hold the bag and wait the guy to come off. Because at that point, Quinn, like you had said, athletes have gotten bigger, faster, stronger. So that guy, of course, trying to slow down momentum at say 230, like Julio is, it's gonna be tougher for him. Now, enlarging the bases, yeah, he might be able to stay on just a little bit longer and slow his body down while sliding into the base. But why not just eradicate if the guy beats the ball there, he's safe. Like unless he's intentionally trying to get up to move to the next bag and the tag is applied, then yes, then you're out because you are attempting to go to the next bag. If you have made contact with the bag and are looking to slide and are just trying to stop, we shouldn't be having that argument. Like the guy clearly beat the throw, but we just held on because he couldn't literally stop his body momentum. Come on. I wonder if that's more of a replay issue. I think it kind of is just because it never really was that much of an issue before replay. Replay, Unless yeah. it was, like, yeah. blatant, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I get that, Heidi. Like, I, I'm with you. And I, in the grand scheme of things, too, I mean, again, we haven't gotten to other rule changes yet. But, like, as I'm watching these games, I'm going to be honest with you, I have not noticed the bases being harsher or not. So, I, as a fan, I'm just like, they're just there. It would be interesting actually being there, though. For sure. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm not on the field when I'm there. It's only like, a couple inches, so, I mean... The tickets we I buy off the nosebleeds probably wouldn't matter. <laughs> I did find it really funny. They took a picture of uh, Jose Altuve and put him on one of the new bases, and he's just like an inch tall, just <laughs> making fun of his height. I thought that was actually kind of funny. But <laughs> <laughs> moving um, on. But yeah, right, no, yeah. So, so I like that. We'll see what happens with that change. I think it was one of the minor ones. But yeah, moving on to the to the next one, Quinn. Oh, or never mind. Quinn's got oh, so Quinn's going a little incognito here. But yeah, and also too, Heidi, I was kind of noticing. Um, I know you keep track of your minor league minor league players for the Mariners, but I also noticed a huge jump of stolen bases in the minors. So that's another thing because they've been practicing with the larger bases. So. No, no, yeah, it's have. not. You want to know why? You have two pickoffs and then you have to throw. You are that's limiting the, next, the amount of, the of time. Ones. So if you honestly know the guy has picked over twice, okay, he can't throw. I can get a stupid lead and just take off whenever I want. It's not having to do with that. It has to do with the limited amount of times you can throw over to a base now. That's a good point as well. That's a good point as well. But I, but also, I mean, three inches does add. I mean, that is significant when it comes to people being safe or not. But I, I do agree. Four and a half, rule. actually, for first to second. Four and a half inch difference. Half but inches. I feel yeah. like three of the four main rule changes they did are going to lead more to more stolen bases. I think it's a combination of all of them. Smaller yeah. base path wider bases so like you have less chance for people to block the base and you can't block the base anyways though but people can do some stuff you know like people do kind of put their leg down like to some degree like 
it's done still. Yeah. Um, and then the pitcher's getting only two pickoffs and the lack of shifting also. Like, I think all those, the lack of shifting will lead to more base hits traditionally, and then yeah. those other factors lead to more stolen bases. I think it's a combo of all of it. I mean, the one thing is, like, when it comes to stolen bases, there's two big aspects that people don't keep into mind. One is pitcher's time to home plate, as you guys know, right? The quicker you can get the ball out of your hand to your catcher, the better you have. Then you add velo to that. Everyone's throwing harder. So pitchers obviously know, okay, if I'm a, you know, 1-1 to the plate throwing 100 miles an hour, which ball typically gets there in under three hundredths of a second at that point, like Mm -hmm. now you're looking at 1.4, give or take, 1.5. And then if you have a catcher that transfers at, say, JT Rilamuto averages 185, you're looking at equivalent of three, three, five. If you know a guy is a three, four trying to steal, an average throw is still going to bang him out. So that's where, you know, you do look at some of the old, older metrics where guys may not be throwing consistently 95 and, you know, more in deception of getting the batter out and, you know, hoping that the, you pick the right time to pick over the runner picks the wrong time to run. But the ability to understand how fast people move and how fast the things can travel will also anticipate, okay, we have no shot to steal ever off of a guy. And so if we think that, you know, limiting the amount of pickoffs with the larger bases is going to be for it, I'd love to see it. I don't think it's actually going to play very, very much at, you know, increasing stolen bases yeah there might be an increase of 10 per team but i truly don't believe we're gonna be seeing like we what we had with say not even ricky henderson but harold reynolds who averaged 60 plus bases a year we're not gonna see guys like that anymore there's there's no No. aspect to it i feel like those are extremes though like those were 60 was more common 60 was more common back in those days, like in the 90s and stuff. We are lucky to see 40 stolen bases in a year from a player. I was going to say 30. <laughs> it's, it's like Which, you're doing well. Yeah, I mean, I think, what was it, Joe Bertie? He led the league last year. I think he was 30s and four, 30s or 40s or something like that. But like Ichiro, even in his prime, which early 2000s, I think, got up into the 50s. I don't think he yeah. ever got into the 60s. So it's been transitioning away from it for a long time. And I feel like that's... That's the game, too. Small mm-hmm. ball and speed have been just obsolete. And we've been yelling for it on this podcast for as long as we've been recording. You know, I mean, I mean, Heidi talks about it. He talks shit about the Yankees on and on. And he has the right to do so, you know, because of the approach that we've had for such a long time. Not as much last year and this year anymore, but you see it across the league, too. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I mean, which which rule are we on right now? Are we just kind of. Are we I, hybrid? I, I think we were free just balling. ranting still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Well, yeah, Winnie I'm was to barking, so I couldn't transition us to the other one. So I think we just kept on going. But let's go into the shift yeah, yeah, restrictions. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So two two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when the pitch is released. So there still can be movement after it's released, which kind of makes it tough in certain situations. All four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. Yes. Um, and then shift restrictions, increased batting average, 
and decreased strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunity to show off their athleticism. That was kind of their reasoning. Um, so subjective. Which is adding. It is, but I mean, we've talked about a lot of different players who have become one-dimensional, and now that kind of opens up. That I'll let I'll let you guys go first, and then I will. I'll say my piece. Okay, I, so I mean, we know how much Heidi hates freaking Joey Gallo and all these different guys who are very pull happy. Yeah, they can no longer have three infielders on one side and do all that shit. So. I don't see how it cannot help those players who were beaten by the shift a lot um, kind of increase their batting average and increase the batting average as a whole. Um, I remember Kyle Seeger, he always got screwed by the shift over and over again. I feel like if he was playing now, his batting average would be a little higher than what it was when he was like, let's, if he was still playing and he was like, hey, good, you know. Um, so I, I just feel like it's going to help increase that, leading to more base runners, which leads to everything else we've already talked about. Yeah, I, um, I'll say that when I first saw the shift get implemented, I hated it. <laughs> but then I was also, um, I remember talking to Hensley about it, too. And I, I remember being like, does it work when he was in the minors? I'm like, does it actually work? And he's like, yeah, he's like, we have like actual data that helps us, you know, defend wise. Right. And then as a fan, I'm watching it and I'm like, I still don't like this. Um, but then I also, I remember Heidi and I having conversations and being like, figure out how to hit the ball oppo, right? Like, you know, yep. figure it out, right? But yep. then yeah, you're a professional, you have a job, adjust, right? Um, but now after watching two, three, you know, games of spring training, it hasn't been that long. I'm just like, wow, that's refreshing to see a ground ball up the middle, you know? And, 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 yeah. and it's. And seeing uh, players, I, I, mean, I haven't seen super ma- amazing plays yet at spring training, but like seeing people go their side and be a little bit more athletic and 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 just, I don't know. I, again, it's been, it's the first, it's not even the first full week of spring training, but I, it does seem a little bit more refreshing at this point, you know, just seeing that. And, yeah. yeah, I do have one other thing. I well, You can talk in a second, Heidi, but so we talked about decreasing or increasing the base size, reducing potential for injuries. But also, I mean, just the increase in stolen bases, fielders having to move more, having to rush their throws because of smaller distance from home to first. I think these factors, it would be interesting to see if that potentially leads to more injuries as well at the same time. Interesting. Because, I mean, it, you, how, many in, how many ground balls did you see last year just hit directly at a guy who was playing in the shift? Just make it. It the easiest play ever. Like I just think of Jose Altuve and short right field, just fielding a ground ball, throwing it. Like yeah. I that just in my head. But like can't do that now. He would have to make that play, like diving into the hole, you know, like things like that. So it's gonna be. I have so many of Anthony moves. Rizzo's hits that go literally over the infield into the middle of right field and caught by a second baseman who's just patrolling right there. And I'm like, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah. it's in my head. So yes, I'm I'm all for banning the shift. I'm all for it. Go for it, Heidi. All right. So I, as you guys know, absolutely hate it, and I'm sure I've made this comment before. But name another sport that has restricted defensive players more than this rule has itself. Probably none. Defensive five second in the key. In the key? Or de- for three, basketball? three in the key. Yeah. Three in or, the key? I, I forget if it's five seconds for defense but, or three. I think it's three for offense, five for defense. 
but you can walk out of it and then go back in right after yep so it's not like somebody can like you just have to be moving your feet and guarding but you have to like get away from your guy Mm. and then go back and guard him sometimes like it's not the easiest thing i'm not saying it's equivalent but i would say that's probably the closest that's not the the closest right so like this is legitimately halting defenses to only provide scoring and one you are rewarding players that do not make adjustments baseball is like life where everything you have to do is an adjustment that needs to take place and that's what i absolutely hate you're rewarding shit hitters who never want to change because they refuse to make a change and so oh we're going to hurt the defense to allow these players to continue. Yeah. And I, I, that, I mean, I, I, that's I a valid point. I absolutely agree that it's, a, it's an easy cop-out for a lot of players. That's for yeah, sure. It is. I think the MLB is not really seeing it as like, oh, we're helping these guys out. It's more so like they're trying to make a better product. But, I mean, who's to say? Because, I mean. the other The other aspect, too, is the shift has been around for so many years. And it was not an issue for those other players until the last five years. I feel like what we saw the past few years, though, Heidi, has been really dramatic with when it comes to the shift, though. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have been watching baseball, I could admit, longer than I have. But, like, uh, some of I mean, the placements of people, I mean, I, I think one time I saw five outfielders. I'm not joking around. Like, when Judge was up one night, I'm not joking yeah. around. Yeah. Like, because and the, statistically, he's hitting the ball in the air more. Like, <laughs> why? Why are you punishing that? Uh, Heidi, I don't. This is the funny thing, though. And like, I, again, I can't argue with what you said because you have a valid point. But like, I was thinking about this the other day before we even recorded. As I'm watching these games, us three love the game. We played the game, we admired the game, and we love the old school way because we loved it and we played it and we played it at a high level. And I feel like sometimes we are the know, game. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I know we have to take ourselves back and understand that we may not be the majority and there's a whole world out there people that i hate to say it think baseball is boring i think baseball is slow i think baseball doesn't have enough action i don't agree with them i know you don't i know quinn doesn't i know we love the game for what it is they can go fuck themselves that's fine and i'm with it i i, I would have been totally fine if none of these rules got changed this year but at the end of the day i think at the, you know we'll get to the pitch clock which hasn't even been discussed yet but i feel as if like unfortunately the old heads of baseball aren't the popular vote anymore and 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 I think exciting the game. And you talk about adjusting, the MLB's adjusting. The MLB's adjusting to money. The MLB's adjusting popularity. And right now, I mean, I I didn't know because I mean, <laughs> Heidi probably knows basketball better than I do. I didn't know there wasn't a shot clock back in the day. You know, how boring watching. I mean, in my opinion, watching the NBA right now is already boring as it is. There wasn't even a shot clock. That's there insane. was just uh, I think a high school game that the final score was like five to three or something like that recently because yeah. they just didn't shoot the they, ball. You see what I'm saying? They so were like, just like, yeah. And so like, but I like get, they don't I get, have a shot clock. So. Like I get the uh, the quarrels with some of these changes. And again, it hasn't been a week, but like maybe we're the minority. Maybe there's, there's a whole world of people out there that are like, wow, this is a lot of fun now. You know And I mean? And again, we'll get to the pitch clock in a few minutes. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Some, I mean, this, sometimes the same thing rules, can be said, yeah. you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. But at the same time, you know, yeah, sure. You can talk about making a changes and, and doing that. I think you also need to look at the fans that you're trying to 
produce and have them understand that this is a game where there is no time. Right. I think it's been the issue with a lot of fans, though, Heidi, unfortunately, because we are such a money grabbing individual society that has to have information at the tip of your fingertips immediately. And I get people it. cannot change or understand that, hey, it's good to slow down every once in a while. Right. And I, and that's, that's just and in turn. Right. Like there there's a saying that, you know, many, many people go to church, but few only actually understand the message like the same thing with like us and being, you know, say the minority of understanding of what's happening in baseball, right? Like everyone's seeing all these new changes, but a lot of the old schools are going, this is terrible. Okay. Now that's, we can just leave that point right there. The next aspect of the, the shift that I want to just briefly touch on is okay. Second and first, nobody out bottom of the ninth inning. What are you guys calling? Nine bunt, right? Are you are you allowed to shift for a bunt? Because both feet have to be on the infield, on the infield dirt. It doesn't specify dirt. Infield grass would still classify as infield. That's so a good that's question, okay. Heidi. That's a good question. So you can so you that would can, that you would can be still fine. shift for yeah. for it just for can't be bunting. beyond that. It can't be onto the outfield grass is the only issue. It has to be within that. So anything on the infield grass, you're good to go. That's a good question, Heidi. Yeah, I like that. That's a good to clarify that one. I like that. Because first and thirds so, are a huge thing. Like we all practice it as much as yep. we don't see it much in, in baseball. But yeah. you want to talk about hell, if if you weren't allowed to to shift your feet at all, like for a bunt defense, you'll open up a whole lot more. Granted, no one's gonna probably touch that real estate. You don't see bunts at all. I think there was one team that didn't bunt at all for like the last two years. I think it was the Yankees. But um Actually, I think it might have been. Yeah, right? I think, I, I think <laughs> not like, many. <laughs> not yeah. many. Boy, you're a team full of meatheads. You're not going to bunt them many, on no when they're all slow as fuck. Hey, too. we've gotten a little more athletic. We'll get IKF and Donaldson off. Yes, the team. We'll be just fine. <laughs> hey, IKF is probably your most athletic person. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We're moving on. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, that's just one of the other ones that is just like, what goes on? Like, what defines a shift and how is a shift? available because like if you can't go infield in on the bottom of the ninth inning with bases loaded that's you 100 percent can still do you can still do infield in they just can't be on the outfield grass they have to be within the infield is how the rule states so infield grass is on limits that you're allowed to do that um let's go ahead no, all, with any of these rules, though, too, what I've heard, none of these are Bible yet. I mean, we have a whole spring training to figure it out. To get, the, I mean, for Christ's sakes, they did the stupid sticky stuff thing halfway through an MLB season. So I've been hearing on a lot of podcasts, like, this is going to, there's going to be changes to the rules, and we're going to get feedback. They're getting feedback as, as we speak, obviously. So, like, these kinks, and again, good question that Heidi just a- asked, they're, we're going to figure it out to where it's like, all right, you know. <laughs> We hope. And I'm sure, and like, there's been a lot of talk about rule changes in baseball, but it's not the only sport. Like you mentioned the shot clock a while ago, but there's still a lot of rule changes getting floated around different sports. Like NFL just changed their catch rules not too long ago, you know, and all those different the things. NFL so changed the, a lot of rules, especially the so past five years. The NFL exactly. that affects offense, though. I mean, Wait, then what? they've also changed rules and penalties that are also yeah. affecting the offense and defense. But not trying to get into that whole rabbit hole. There'll be but a then whole like other pod. 
And NBA is trying to play around with in overtime, making it a, I think, a target score like they do in the All-Star game, things like that. So we don't have to talk about all that, but the, it's not wow. just baseball yeah. that's going through all this stuff. Yeah. Um, just trying to adapt to the times. Um, all right, last rule change, which kind of has two within one. Um, so the pitch timer. So 15 seconds are allowed with bases empty, 20 seconds with runners on. Hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance, must be in the batter's box within with eight seconds left on the clock. Um, pitchers get two disengagements, pickoff attempts, or step-offs per batter, which we know, like, sometimes signs get messed up, and that's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah. Violations of those are box. Um, so... In the minors last year, limits on pickoff attempts led to a 26% increase in stolen base attempts. So, so 26%, that's a lot. Um, and then pitch timer helped reduce game length by 25 minutes in the minors last year. And we've already seen that this year in the training as well. Yeah. So I, 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 when I first, I've watched games this weekend and then this week, I, it, I've texted you guys and I was like, I don't like it. Cause I saw it. I saw it going in the background. And I'm like, I start getting anxiety of like, get that shit off my screen. I don't want to see it. But then I watched that. Those were Astros games. Then I was watching the Yankees games and I was like, they're not showing it on the screen. They're not even showing it on the score bug. They're not showing it until it hits eight seconds, which is then when the batter is supposed to be looking. And to be honest with you, I couldn't tell much of a difference when I didn't see the clock. Now there were now again I saw Yanni Diaz for the Astros get called out in strikes and that was funny and then I you know I've seen there's been obviously mishaps that we've seen online. Um, I am neutral about it. I don't really I, I can't I'm biased because I mean I didn't pitch at the major league level and I know you guys only saw me pitch one year, but I was very notorious for being a quick worker on the mound. I loved that. I loved throwing off the batters. I and the amount of times that hitters would call a time on me as pitching, I loved it because I liked working quick and I liked my defense to get the fuck off the field. So we got to get it offense. So personally, on that aspect, I dig it. But on the other side, you know, I can't say again. It's only been a couple games. I haven't seen much of a difference. Um, but then when the game's done, I'm like, wow, it's only six o'clock, and usually games are done at eight o'clock p.m. So I don't know. That's that's about all I can say about it. I'm not super hyped up about it like the rest of the world, but that's my opinion. See, I mean. I do like it in a way, but also I do not want that to be a factor in playoff baseball. Like those situations get intense. People mm-hmm. need to take their time to make sure they're doing what they need to do. Yeah. I do not like it for playoffs or at least like extend it a little bit. Like I, cause I did see this one video that I thought was really funny and I think it was a playoff game, but I think it was Pedro Baez. He was on the Cubs <laughs> pitching to the Dodgers. And but he threw one pitch and they I were going that. side by side. And a I guy in that. spring training this year pitched an entire inning. Inning. At, and he only had thrown one pitch in that time frame. So th- I thought uh-huh. that was comical because like uh-huh. that's a huge disparity there. Um but like in the playoffs, sometimes it's like that though. Like yeah. big difference between a spring training game and a playoff game in terms of pressure. But I'd uh, I think quicker games definitely benefit some people. I mean, we went to a, how long was that playoff game? Like eight hours, seven hours, something like that. That's a fantastic but like, point. <laughs> it, it was it was awesome. I loved it. Exactly, and that's the thing. And then it, so and it, I mean, it's just tough. 
<laughs> yeah, before Heidi gets to his point, too. Again, that we saw that one of the best pitching duels last year as well with Luis Castillo and Garrett Cole. Yeah. As, as us three, and, and of course, Pat, shout out Pat, us four who love baseball, we love pitching duels, we love that. We stayed and we had no problem doing it, but guess what was happening as we stayed? We kept going down the rows because everyone else kept leaving. So again, it's just one of those interesting, you know what I mean? Like, And again, the first half of that game, we we're like, oh my God, this game's going by so fast. And then, like, and then oh. once it gets crunch time towards the end, because that was a pretty big game. That was a good um, game. That was a good game. And then it's, the inning started going longer and longer yep. and longer. So it's definitely going to impact the end of games, I'm Relievers. sure. Relievers. Relievers, yep. But I just, the playoffs, I can't get over because that could be an issue. And the, the restrictions on stepping off and stuff, I don't like that because it does, like, give the base runners kind of an unfair advantage at times if you do use those and it kind of puts more pressure on the pitcher in those situations too because like oh i can't step off right here or else i'm gonna have a balk like yeah it it, yeah i think it's gonna mess with some people i'm sure yeah heidi so a couple of things first one i was talking with uh keith my roommate who pitched in the major leagues and you know, he was, he, I was, I asked him, I was like, what, what's your thoughts on it? And, you know, he said, beginning part of the season, I think it's really just like a formality of like making it a precedent. Um, junior college, which he's coaching right now, has implemented the, the pitch clock too. And a lot of it is just kind of like the enforcement. So guys understand like, okay, this is, this is happening. We just need to speed up the wow. you know, tempo aspect. And like umpire came up to him and said, it was 25 seconds. Like it, it really was like right on the, the verge of it. And then it was like a violation or whatever. I just, I have a problem because I was talking with him and you're starting to see pitchers start their windup as the clock has like hitting expired. Mm. That, that I have an issue with. I think that this one's going to be one that like we talked about is going to evolve yeah. heavily because, yeah. you know, it might need to bump up three seconds, you know, give or take. This 100%. is one that is going to be kind of on the fence. Yeah. I have kind of an issue with it as a hitter because when you're in the box and you feel that pressure, your heart starts racing. Like every once in a while, you need to take a step out and like calm yourself down. You're not allowed to step out of the box anymore. You're not allowed to ask for time. There is a huge, <laughs> just huge once. art. Is it just once that you can? Yeah, just once. You can idea. call it for time like a, one time. Yeah. It's like a strategic like timeout you can take. Jesus. Um, but like my my thing is that we saw a huge argument in the uh Vanderbilt game where the player's calling for time and the umpire's not granting it to him, and he's like screaming, 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 and then it goes by for ball four, and he's still chirping his head off because as we've all known, like you call time multiple times. It, it's never going to be granted to you, but yeah. about the 20th time you call time, it should, it should be granted. What if there's something in your eye? Right. And you know, there's yeah. going to be incidences of, of this. And like, we see it in the major league level where a guy calls time because he has something in his eye, a gnat flew into it. Like now we're saying that that guy has to stay in there and we've seen pitches get a while up and away. Like getting set in the box should not be an issue because it's the same thing for a track star running out of the gate like ready set go yeah. go right like the same thing needs to be 
in president. Now I'll agree. Like you go Nomar Garcia Parra, who's doing, you know, all the, the, like that guy needs a clock, but for a guy to put his hand up, you know, go through his normal, okay. Touch the plate, deep breath, relax, set the bat up. Okay. I'm ready to go. You should give time to be able to do that. Right. Um, but inversely with this pitch clock, they, there was a really good tweet. And unfortunately I didn't save it or send it to you guys from a player in the major leagues who was talking about what the time requirements are for networks. And we have talked about the money grab aspect is Mm -hmm. networks when they are on the clock, they're paying for advertisement, but if they go over the slotted amount time, they're not having to pay or they're the, the heirs of ads that have already been paid aren't doubled, right? So if you're seeing an ad multiple times for the same thing, they've only paid for one slot, but because they have only a certain amount of ad slots available, right? So now you're working in the money aspect from, from the media, which I have a problem with. Additionally, when I went to T-Mobile Park on opening day last year, it took me four innings to get a fucking beer. One goddamn beer. As you guys know, the most relaxing thing in the world, and Max Lind, the goat, will tell you, I just want to crack open a cold one and watch a game. But the fact is, it's going to be the sixth inning by the time I get that beer now, and the game's already going to be over. Right? Hey, that's like, a T-Mobile Park issue right there, all right? No, all parks have that issue. I, I'll never forget that. Staying in line at T-Mobile, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this sucks. Yeah, and you're telling me this team's going to hold a fucking All-Star game? I'm I'm on one tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> to our listeners, anyone who knows me, I am on one tonight. I apologize. But T-Mobile Park is not ready for this All-Star game. Their concession stands are terrible. They're still doing, still doing everything by, oh, hand me your credit card. There needs to be done with that ramp. Automated but, systems and stuff. Yeah, like they need they more had, automated, like, better. Touch screens and stuff. Like, yeah. They, that would be big. Stop thing. asking for tips. Stop it pay the workers oh better God. i don't care um but you're speeding up the game and as we all know the best thing is going to the ballpark and slowing down like we are trying to get through time zones for media market because they've sold only a s- certain amount of ads we're cutting time down we're still paying yin and yang for these games and everything that goes with it for now you know a little bit of enjoyment in a shorter period of time like that sucks. Yeah, and I am with you, Heidi. And I think it's—I think we all agree this is going to be a hybrid. I think they might add two more seconds, three, or whatever. I mean, who knows what they're going to end up changing with, within the rules of this rule? Um, and I, I get it. Again, I, I, this this whole podcast, we all had our own opinions, and I—I I, I definitely understood where you were—you were, didn't like your uh, some of these rules as well. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how all these end up playing out. Um, I, I will say my, uh, to, one more thing I can say it was kind of funny for the pitch clock, our, uh, on-field reporter, Meredith Morakovitz, she put on her Instagram story a couple days ago. Um, it was just a menu, a steakhouse in Tampa. And all she put was, uh, thank you, uh, pitch clock. I love you. And it, for something about that to me, it was just like, it was funny. Cause I'm like, especially Yankees, Red Sox games take six freaking hours. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, it's, it's just nice. Like even people who are working. For the teams, like, wow, I can just go get dinner after this game. Like, just little things like that, you know? You know what? That we Every don't think about that. We don't get affected by because we don't work and we're not on the team. Quinn, 
Quinn, I know what you're going to so, say. Save save your idea for off the pod. Let's not. No, yeah, I'm not going to mention that on the pod. But like when you were talking, I got that idea, Heidi, and it's going to be huge. We're going to be millionaires because of it. But okay. so what you were just mentioning, Berto. So like I go across the ferry to the Mariner games typically. Mm-hmm. Last year was different, like when Heidi was picking me up and stuff. Either oh, way, yeah, yeah. typically like because the ferry times come very sparingly towards the end of the night to kind of get me back to the other side of the water so I can go home. Um, but with the quicker games, definitely I wouldn't, cause like there's always the kind of thought, like, do I leave early to catch this ferry or do I get the 1130 ferry and get home at like 1230 or one? That's the issue. Um, so I think it's in terms of for Seattle Mariner games, people coming across from the peninsula on the ferries, it's going to be, a revelation for those people so that's going to be pretty exciting yeah and like I, we'll be I, able to catch an earlier ferry and get home at a reasonable time still so yeah hey I, I could i could watch baseball for six hours i could also watch it for i think hours. general I, uh, pitch time what'd you say i think he froze uh-oh well I, also heidi i was uh well quinn's freezing i was also uh I talked to Hensley about it yesterday, but he couldn't give me much information because I was like, have you gotten adjusted to it or it's not that big of a deal? He already used it in double A and triple A. So I was like, okay, well, that's not really, I can't yeah. really talk about that. Great He's already used to it. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and, um, and shout out to David Hensley with absolute nuke the other yes. day. That ball was <laughs> pissed on. Dude, he took out Quintana out of the game, dude. That was... That was nice. That was a 420, you know, 104 miles an hour just off the batter's eye. That was a big boy bomb right there. That was nice. It, that was sick. That was sick. Um, it's safe to I say he's been eating his not... Wheaties. Yes. yes, he has been eating his Wheaties, yes. I was sad that I didn't get a David Hensley rookie card in my tops Series 1 2023. I got two of them so far. No Hensley, so. It'll come. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's pretty much it for covering the some of the uh, changes, uh, the rule changes, in the MLB throughout the year. Like we said, we'll you know keep everyone posted on some of the change that may or may not happen. And, you know, it's going to be hybrid. And this is all just the beginning of it. So we'll see how it ends up playing out. Uh, a few other topics we want to touch on for the MLB. Nothing too crazy. Um, of course, it's our favorite part of the year. And we're just happy that MLB TV who can be, which can be a uh, pretty shitty platform for people in terms of blackouts. Uh, they are covering all minor league baseball games this year. So yay, Manfred, you figured it out. That's I wonder if thing. blackouts still apply. I think so. Yeah, I'm, yes, blackouts still apply. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. It's, he's still an idiot. You didn't figure it out then. Yes. <laughs> I'll be able to watch the Modesto nuts. I watch the Aqua Sox or the Rainiers, but fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I love watching minor league baseball, so I think it's gonna be cool to have that kind of access now. So, um, yeah, I know Heidi's still pissed because there's blackouts, so he's like, fuck it, that is stupid. Change anything. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, that man is the worst. But you thing. got Fubo now, yeah, so you're all good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Heidi's got Fubo. You can watch M's games now. Yeah, Heidi. That was pretty brutal, Heidi. Don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not lying. He's close. <laughs> close second. Uh, okay, and then um, also, we last week we were going to talk about Machado planning to app, opt out, but then uh, Padres went crazy again and then instead uh, gave him another extension, $350 million, uh, $350 million for 10 years. 11. I'm not sure how much. I'm sorry, Heidi? 11 years. 
It was 11. Sorry. I don't, I don't know how many more years was left on his current contract and the money that was involved in it. He had two, but it was his first year of being able to opt out. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think he was making already 30 no, million a I, year. Right? I think he had five years, 105 million left. Okay. Yeah, so, it was an opt-out, yeah. though, every so, year, a part of that contract, which it sounded like he was, and he said that he was opting out. I think he just wanted more security. I don't know how, Yeah. you know, $5 I think million dollars additional So now he can play until he's 40 instead. Yeah. Which is crazy I, to think that he's not, like, he's seen, he, I mean, he came up at a young age, and he's yeah. been in this game for so long that we're sitting here going, man, this, this dude's not even like 35 yet like he's been point. playing that long what is he 31 i think so dude yeah like wow. i mean he came up he was like what was he 20 21 uh he was like 19 he was, like, I thought he was 19 he's 30 right now was he 19 okay I think he was yeah. 19 when he came up yeah but I, heidi i think he was just he he said in comments he's like yeah, there's a lot of money out there I and mean, he sees what steve cohen's putting out there he sees what his own owner's putting out there and he's like there's a lot of money out there so i'm gonna opt out i think he made a joke like the price especially after eggs. the year he just had it makes yeah. it makes sense that he would want to opt out and test that market and i mean sure he, he was gonna I mean, get like san diego so i mean like yeah might as well Absolutely. get a raise while you're at it you know if you like where you're at and everything's going well but yeah. um yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know how these owners are doing it. I my like, question. People are still saying Padres are gonna go after Otani, and I just don't see it. But, that's right. Like ahead. I'm wondering where the Padres are getting like this money. I don't know if they are like in with the cartel or what, but they hey, have Hawana. a lot of money. And did anyone see the rumor that Manfred's kicking around a salary cap idea? I, I saw that. Yes, and the MLBPA is like absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony, but I'm Tony sure Clark is going to want. beat up Manfred in a back alley. I know that. Oh would God. Well, the owners, I guarantee, are pushing it because that just puts a cap on what they can spend. And yep. I mean, obviously, the own the rich owners like Cohen, they're going to spend. So they'll go over the cap. I don't know how they would necessarily do it because the NBA is kind of different from the NFL, all that stuff. But it, it, I don't like the idea. It's baseball is so different because all the minor leagues involved too, and it's just yeah. like, how do you regulate that? So, I mean, signing probably bonuses, be, probably like be international signings. There'd probably be two separate. Like minor league salary cap is X, and major league salary cap is B. Like you know, it's I. I but there's like, no so way you can go from control. a free. Yeah, you can't go from a free market because everyone is been making these amounts. So. You're going to tell me that, okay, the Yankees cap is allowed to be 300, but the Pirates are capped at 100. Like, no, fuck that. There, then yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, it would there's have no to equality. That's where, but that's just, where a, a, a salary floor, floor. would yeah. make sense. Yeah. A salary floor makes sense, but the owners would never agree to that. Um, but like for minor league caps, like you can't do that because like a team that's just dog shit year and year and after year, they're taking it's, number one or two overall. Those minor leaguers getting fat signing bonuses, you know, like that goes towards your cap. But define fat signing bonuses. They're like that slot for that draft pick is like what, like four million compared to if you're at the end of the first round is like one million. Like that's a big difference. If first it's repeated first year overall in. pick is slotted at seven. I think last year was 
eight something. See, that's that's big difference than like last pick of the first round. So like, yeah, if you but, are a terrible team and you're getting these top picks. Like your in your minor league cap would be fucked compared to these other but teams. You and have, then you have international signings too. So it's like, but so shit. you have a salary cap when it comes to free agency. But we were talking about separate between uh, like a salary cap for your team and a salary cap for like I know, but like system, which yeah. I don't think that would work. That's and that's where that's where I'm you making. look at certain selections in the draft. Like some some teams will stay away from certain players because they know that they're looking for more than what the slot amount for that draft pick is at. And so yes. they go and take a third or fourth year college player instead of the high school player because they yeah. know that they're not going to be able to take them. Yeah. And so they will yeah. pay less. And then at that point, you have that third or fourth year college guy that's getting an offer of, I know there was a Mariners player that signed for $50,000 when his slot was 300000 Just because, because he had no other options. He had no other <laughs> but options. But he was a junior. No, he was a so, senior. Oh, sorry. I thought you said junior. Okay. The senior. Yeah. I mean, and like, so they, at that point, you have no control. Yeah. Like, yeah, so that's, I'll take that's, whatever I can get. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the worst part is like, OK, you need to what the slot amount is, what the slot amount is, because you're like that high school player. Yeah. OK, you want to go test your luck in college? Go right ahead. You run the risk of no financial payout at the end of, of that. And you could get hurt where you can go get your financial payment, get your college education completely paid for, you know, force the hands of sorry, you're not able to go over slot. And what the slot is, is what you're going to be taken at. Yeah. That's that needs to be implemented, but those are discussions for another time. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we kind of yeah. got off on a tangent there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really. I, I just saw something on Twitter too, just real quick, and someone was like, "The A's do not belong in the MLB. They have a sixty million dollar payroll, and they're pay they're playing the Mets with a two hundred and however many million payroll. It's it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing." So. Listen to this idea. So, like, imagine Sorry, if minor league teams. I know this is another tangent. Imagine if minor league teams weren't necessarily associated with an MLB team, and like those players, they could get drafted to some sort, like into like onto a roster. You know, this is way not ever going to happen or anything. But at that point, they could do start doing relegation, which soccer does over in Europe and stuff. You know, which that would be kind of sick. Because, like, then you would have teams like the A's who aren't spending. They could lose their job. They could get relegated. Other teams can get promoted You're up right. to the big leagues. That would be I watched sick. Ted Lasso. I know what relegated means. <laughs> Hell yeah, so, you did. <laughs> I did. So, uh, I think it was in the 80s that actually was the norm. Is there was actually no real affiliation to the major league level. And you could purchase the contracts, which they do purchase contracts now from the minor leagues to yeah. bring them up. But yeah. back in the day, that actually used to be the norm was they were not truly affiliated with the organization. Oh. Was that as soon as the 80s? I feel like that would have been back longer ago because, I mean, like, think back to, like, Jackie Robinson. The Dodgers purchased his contract. He was with the – I don't even remember – I forget the minor league team he was with or the Negro League Montreal. Team he was with, he was with the, he was on? Yeah. I Montreal thought it was Montreal something. too. Yeah. But like so that's kinda how it was back then. I I don't I wonder when exactly they stopped that. I feel like the eighties they had farm systems, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, 
great ideas. I mean, <laughs> this isn't part yeah. of a rule change, but uh, we went from Manny Machado <laughs> to farm minor league baseball. Yeah, we did. We did to relegation. Yeah, to relegation. To relegation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're hitting all points tonight. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I will see where Otani goes. I'm not going to get into that right now. It's it's a whole friggin'. That's a while from now. I do think he might get traded this year, though. So Ooh, well, we'll save that for next week. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah. And then the last thing, you hate to see it, especially since it hasn't even been a whole week of spring training games, but we have some unfortunate injuries. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Glass now, as much as I hate going against him, I've already told you guys this, I love watching him throw. I just think he's such a cool pitcher, and he had an oblique injury. I feel terrible for the guy because he just had arm issues that sidelined him, sidelined him for a while. I listened to his podcast on the Chris Rose rotation. He's just a really nice guy. Now he's out for like six weeks, and I'm just like, it just sucks. Six it sucks eight. for him. Six yeah. to eight, yeah. So, um, and then uh, that, that's definitely a bummer. Like he's so good, yeah. and he's just he's, he's so guy. young. He, he's like probably coming up being done with arbitration fairly soon. So it'd be good to see him like get some payouts and even get dealt because he's on the Tampa Bay Rays. So that's kind of their mo. Um, but yeah, it just kind of sucks. Bad yeah. for the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Heidi had anything to say about that. Heidi? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay, sorry. I can't see your face. Um, and then uh, another one, Joe Musgrove, freak accident, dropped a kettlebell on his toe and fractured his toe. So that sucks. I'm not sure when he's going to get back. I think not too long. Fucking to rookie mistake, big guy. Really bad. Really bad. I don't know if I've ever dropped a weight. As I'm I've never dropped stuff. a kettlebell. It has a big ass handle for a reason, right? Yeah, seriously. What the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> no, I I'm saw sure, that. Like... I'm sure it was just a freak accident, but it yeah. just sucks. That's a very preventable and unfortunate injury for him. I agree. Um, and then last one, big one, especially for the Dodgers because they had an interesting offseason. Uh, but Gavin Lux, after losing Trey Turner, Gavin Lux was their starting shortstop plan for the year. And it just sucked because he was going to third base and all he was doing was try to read where the third baseman was trying to throw the freaking ball to second base to get out of the way. And as he did that, he like overcorrected his feet or whatever as his legs were gone and he just saw his knee bent the other way. Long story short, torn ACL out for the year and it just sucks. Like it just, you just, again, it just sucks. Like when that happens, three games into spring training, it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Dude, especially, so, I mean, you know, I like the Dodgers and stuff, but, like, for Gavin Lux in particular, the yeah. dude was one of the best prospects in baseball, hasn't really gotten a shot just because of how stacked the Dodgers have Dodgers. been. This is the first real year where he was going to be their guy in the middle infield. Yeah, there was no Trey Turner there. There was just, he was, he was their guy, and he was finally going to be able to have, like, have the opportunity to show what he's got. And then he comes down with an injury like this, and it's like, well, fuck. Um, Dodgers definitely had an interesting offseason. I think they're saving up for a guy we just mentioned, Otani. Um, don't have to get into that now, but it, it just sucks for them. And I think, well, I'll kind of get into it in our section, though, but I think it's going to be, be a big impact on their season in general. Um just not having that middle infield. I know they have been Miguel Rojas and they have prospects up their ass, but still doesn't compare. Three words: Isaiah Connor Falefa. That's all I gotta say. I'd take him. I don't care. That's fine. That's fine. Put him at second base, Miguel Rojas. That's fine. He can, he yes. can play shortstop. Like that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, you guys I have anything you want to say about that? It's unfortunate. It sucks. Yeah. No. Definitely a gross, ugly injury. 
the Yankees will give up Torres to the Dodgers for peanuts and a box of baseballs, and uh, it'll be just fine. That's, That's not a bad. That's actually not a bad one. Terrible. Yeah, you're welcome. Especially with how good Volpe's been looking, too. I don't want to talk about our middle infield. I, I, yes, I, Volpe or Peraza should bet. We'll talk about that later. That's not on this topic. Yep. But yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it for our main topics tonight. But before we end, we have, trust me, I am a motherfucking doctor. So, Quinn, the birthday boy, take it away. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So give me a heads up if I start cutting in and out because my internet's been spotty. But so, I mean, they have over-unders for... MLB teams going into this year. So I was going to kind of each week go over. So this week I'm just going over the West Coast. So AOS, NOS, just going nice. with my picks. So I'll start with AOS, um, Houston Astros, reigning champs. Their over-under is projected at 96.5. Um, I think they're going to be a little under than, like, I think maybe like 96 or 95. Like, it's not going to be much, but I think they're going to be under. Just because, in general, the AOS got a lot better this offseason. Yeah. Uh, even the A's. Even the A's got better. They got some good veterans, actually. Um, Rangers. Their, little, their yeah. best player is still Tony Kemp. But, yeah. And then Rangers definitely got better. Angels. They actually made some nice moves. Still don't have pitching at all. So, that's their issue. But, um, in general. So, I think that's going to impact the Astros. Which realistically should impact all teams, but the Mariners they set that over under at eighty eight point five, which we won ninety games last year and like close to it the year before. I do think we got better a little bit as well. Um, not say to say 91. the Astros didn't; they probably got better, but pitching staff kind of not a lot. Um, sorry to cut off for a second. You're good. You're good. Am I good? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're still good. Uh, Texas Texas definitely got better. They kind of got some good rotation pieces. Um, Wait, so I didn't th- I didn't say it, but the Mariners I picking over 88.5. Houston under, Mariners over. Texas, they're at 82.5. I'm going under. Under. Because I don't think they're going to be quite 500. I think there's going to be just below. That lineup is still pretty thin other than Seeger and Simeon. Um, granted, they added some nice arms, but I don't have it in front of me, but they're... I don't remember how many wins they won last year, but definitely yeah, was not really. close to 80, 82 or anything like that. They weren't good. Um, so I'm going. Right yeah, so I'm going under there. Um, Angels, they're at 80.5. I think they got better enough that they're going to be slightly above 500. So like, over. yeah, yeah, I'm going over that. Um, like if I had to pick the standings, it would be Houston, Seattle, Angels, Texas, Oakland. Yeah. Um, uh so yeah so i'm kicking over for the angels oakland they're at 59.5 so that's pretty weak um but like i said they added some veterans and like i think they'll be an okay they're gonna be kind of pesty from time to time i don't think they're gonna be a playoff team by any means 
but I think they're going to win more than that. So there's that for you. Um, just real quick, I found the wins from last year. Texas won 68 games last year. So they're projecting them to increase by 14 and a half is no. their over under. I don't think they, granted, I mean, they got DeGrom and they got uh, Evaldi. They get, like added some good rotation pieces, but no. If those two stay on the field past July, then talk to me. Otherwise, we'll see. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. They're bullpen and then the A's. Heidi. Yeah, their bullpen's still trash. trash, for sure. Yeah. Yep, 100%. And like I said, their lineup. Nathaniel Lowe, dark horse MVP right there. Just throwing that out there. If you want a really far-fetched bet that could fit you, I'm saying that guy, he's going to be really good this year. Just keep your eyes out. Um, see the A's, they won 60 last year and their over under is at 59, 59.5. And I think they got better. So, yeah. Um, so going to the NLS now, the Dodgers had the highest over under, which I thought was interesting. Um, I mean, last year they won 111 games this year. Their over under set at 96.5. That's a big drop off. Especially because, like, San Francisco, Arizona, Colorado didn't do much. Yeah, but now we're playing every team in the MLB. That's true. And also, like, so I picked under for the Dodgers. Just because their offseason was very not, they didn't do a whole lot. Um, They lost Trey Turner, lost some other pieces. Um, They lost Justin Turner, big clubhouse guy. Got J.D. Martinez back. But they also don't have Walker Buehler for at least most of this year. They are getting Dustin May back, so you could say that's almost a wash, but not quite. Um, But either way, I don't think... After I didn't realize they won 111 games last year. That's a lot. So now I'm kind of second-guessing my underpick because that's a big drop-off. Yeah, but what they did last year has no... No, it doesn't. Indication on how they're going to do this year, you know? And I... I still don't like their bullpen at all. Last year, I didn't like it even. But this yeah. year, yeah. So I'm going to go under, but like similar to the Astros, which it, they're at the same exact over-under. I think they're going to just be maybe a, a skosh lower. Yeah. <laughs> um, Padres, on the other hand, they're over-under set at 93.5. I give them 96, 97. Yeah, I'm definitely going under. They won over. 89 games last year, and they definitely got better this offseason. Um, especially having Soto for a full year, he's probably going to be more comfortable. You're going to get Tatis back Tatis this year too, back. which you could argue that might hurt dangerous. him. The lineup is freaky and they have Josh Hader for a full year where he's comfortable and doesn't have that stretch of terrible games. Hopefully, uh, the lineup of uh, the rotation is still good. So, I mean, Padres, they're legit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going over there. I think they're winning the division. Yeah. Giants are the next one in this division. They're at 80.5. They won 81 games last year. I'm going under. They definitely got worse. They didn't do a whole lot this offseason. Um, they tried. They tried, definitely. <laughs> but uh, definitely did not work out. The Yankees kind of took some pieces away from them. So, uh, yeah. And the Twins. <laughs> and the Twins. Overall, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so hey, they got Conforto and uh, whatchamacallit, Mitch Anniger. So hey, there you go. I yes, give them they did. <laughs> I think they got a pitcher too. I forget who was it. Oh, they they got a was it Manea? 
Yes, they got Sean Manaya. Yep. Uh, and they got Ritter which Rodell. apparently he worked out drive lines doing a lot better this year. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think San Francisco they're going to be under. I think Arizona Diamondbacks are going to take the step and be above them this year, actually. So I think they're going to finish third in that division. They're at 75.5. They won 74 last year. This is a very young team with a lot of really good talent. They they made a fantastic trade this offseason, getting one of the top prospects in baseball, mm-hmm. along with Guriel Jr., who is a really oh, yeah, solid Marcus. player. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they have like Corbin Carroll. They have uh, Alec Thomas was a rookie they had last year. They have a lot of good young pieces. That rotation is so They have Kyle Lewis per- now. And they have Kyle Lewis. We'll see. Serpientes, <laughs> um, man. Watch out. Uh, and then Cattell Marte, he's still good. But then like Zach Gallon's good. The rest of the rotation's spotty. Um, so that's going to be their issue. But I think they're trending upwards for sure. And then Colorado is the last team. They won 68 games last year. They're over under for this year is 65.5. Like every offseason, they didn't do a lot, you know? I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because last year they got Chris Bryant, who ended up being nothing anyway. But he did it at home run today in spring training. He's looking so good. Whatever. Yeah, he's looking all right. Yeah. His swing looks pretty good. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that bat in that ballpark could be pretty big, but in general, I don't oh, think person, yeah. that they're going to do much. I don't, I forget if they still have C.J. Crone or not. He was their MVP last year. If they still have him, I mean, there'll be some home runs at least. But, uh, yeah, Colorado, they ain't doing shit. So I'm going to go under. But still, I think that's pretty fair over under. I think they would be at around like 66, 67 games that they win. So yeah. there you have it. Good over unders right there. Um. Yeah, well, thanks for sending that information. Do you, do you guys way. disagree with any of those? Um, I, I agreed with all the AL West, although I'd still put the A's under just because. And then uh, I would put, yeah, I agree. Dodgers under, Padres over. I think I think Giants are under. I think Diamondbacks are over. I think Rockies are under. So I think everything that you said, I agree with that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going with my gut here. Heidi, Heidi, you agree with those or what? Yeah, I I truly think, like you had said, for the NL, NL especially, this one's going to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado is probably going to be the dumpster. Um, but I, I think the Diamondbacks will step up dramatically um, with that young core that they have. But, I mean, Padres are just dummy loaded like it's mm. it's scary how many superstars are on that team and good support casting roles so i'm excited to watch the nl west i think it's going to be fun baseball to watch um definitely and then the pod oh go for it. No, i was just gonna say in, in verse the uh you know combining of uh evaldi and uh, degrom you know if degrom can make 10 starts and hopefully win three of them because the offense is lackluster from time to time. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, he never got run support in New York. So, I mean, (laughs) not really an upgrade. So you're not wrong. Um, I will say, um, poor guy. Fuck. Now I forgot what I was going to say. So there you have it. (laughs) All right. Well, if you remember it within two seconds, uh, all right, well, yeah, thanks for that um, uh, that discussion there, Quinn. Uh, and that is all for tonight. 
Again, uh, thank you to everyone who tunes in to listen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, on Apple, anywhere else you guys get your podcasts. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you have a chance. And you can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, Also, do not forget, new episodes of The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch came out today. Uh, Mandalorian, new season three came out. Super pumped about it. Have not watched it yet. Very excited. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. So I am your host, Burt Bulk. Until next time, happy birthday, Gwen. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.